Welcome to the Play Talk podcast. <laughs> I'm Sarah. And I'm Max. And in this episode, we're going to be chatting about um, loose parts and a couple of things that we think are particularly uh, interesting or fun. Over to you, Maxie. Do you want to go first with your switch or should I talk about my sticks? Um, you a choice. I'll go Sorry. first. <laughs> Me first. It's fine. Me first with my sticks. Um, right. So we had a chat about what <laughs> we had a chat about what we thought we'd like to bring along a bit like a show and tell of kind of loose parts um, and play and what things are kind of most interesting or have the most um I don't know, most affordance to use a technical language. But anyway, I decided to talk about sticks and I'm holding them up for the camera and I've got two sticks here. So I'm going to just describe what I've got. Um, These are both sticks that I've picked up from outside the front door um, and they're pretty ancient and they're actually, they've been kind of whittled or carved by um, my children and um, their cousins and they've just been hanging around for a long time because they couldn't part with them. And I think that's, I mean, they've actually covered it in um, bits of, um, spiders web and all kinds of junk but they're really they're there what I like about the fact that they're there is because no after they children have been playing with them and scraping at them and forming them into pointy bits and just making them nice no one could bear to part with them so they, they, they're sort of stuck by the front door and so they're so although they feel a bit manky right now to touch they're actually really nice and smooth they've been whittled down and polished in a way um, one of them's got a point on each end which is quite interesting because you sort of think, what's the function that is like? It's, it's got, yeah, it's, it's not very practical in that it's a, a point that digs in the ground and then it has a nice bit to hammer in the top. It's just pleasure of making points. So I'll do the other end as well. Um, and the, the, one that's, the other one has got a nice little um, V bit at the top, which really reminds me of like a walking stick. And when I was thinking about sticks, I was thinking about what I used to like as a child. And I've got a really strong memory of using a stick like a walking pole to go for a walk in the woods and using it to pretend so it's not just see, I bet everyone thinks sticks fighting you know waving them around um swords that kind of thing guns but I used to use it um to pretend I was an upper class person with my walking cane <laughs> and I have such strong memories of the rhythm of throwing it up hitting the ground and twisting it round like I was some kind of um, I don't know, probably out of My Fair Lady or some kind of Fred Astaire type of film, but sort of to then create a whole persona around me that I was I was a posh person walking with my special walking cane. And that's when I see a walking stick, that's what makes what I think of. So um, so hopefully in that, I've just for me, it's like it's a prop to a whole personality and a character, um, but, but it's a thing you want to touch and stroke and look at and change you know get your knife on it and change it into something else so yeah that's my little stick thoughts um I like that uh for you it sounds like a stick was a doorway to extravagance uh (laughs) which would not yeah that definitely wouldn't been my my kind of way in but uh Oh, it's so good. Sorry, I love yeah. put that. That's so good. It's such a basic thing. It was my. <laughs> yes, that's it. Oh, that's so funny. And it's that, that's such a like contrast, isn't it? Of like, it's a natural thing. And, yes. And and I turned it into a city prop. Like I was in <laughs> walking through London town with my cane, and that yeah. Do you know that's so funny because that is the when we think of playing with sticks, we're, we're so connected with natural, 
and sort of good in inverted commas play of kind of yes being in nature and thinking about foraging and making your shelter and surviving in the wild whereas I was in a fantasy escape plan <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so good yeah oh, how, how yeah. yeah what um I, mean, I suppose what this one here is a little bit weapon like but I don't think it was like a weapon I think it's just that that changing it into something else and something pointy like you get a stick you get a knife what do you do you put them together and you make pointy things um, yeah my my experience of sticks as a child and as an adult actually uh because i'm currently making a series of what i'm calling fancy sticks uh-huh. uh through whittling different shapes and and uh using lots of wool and different materials to to give the stick new sensory properties um but yeah as a child like that was also my sticks were like a building material or something to change and play with and yeah I liked just cutting the bark off them to change the color and that was that was just endlessly satisfying so Um, that was a fancy stick then taking the bark off to change the color like dressing it up and dressing it down yeah um and also built just like building building dens and just the satisfaction of finding like the right shaped stick whatever you needed that like was quite a challenge for it was a lot of the yeah fun. picking up um, a walking pole going too high and too awkward to make smaller chuck it away yeah yeah um building the building the den one I, I don't really have much memory but i see that you know i see that you know obviously laying them up against a tree yeah um, um and it's funny when you talked about sticks i'm very much in my head it was like quite smallish sticks not I suppose then I think, oh, that's a bit more of a, a log. <laughs> but, <laughs> but building a tree, lying them up against a tree, that was, that's, I mean, that is a, an, another really obvious stick thing that I just didn't really think about, even though that's like a major feature of children in woods um, play. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just very satisfying to carry around a stick. I don't really know. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there are many reasons. I'm just now picturing like a really small dog carrying a really big stick in its mouth and how yeah. whenever I, like that's like instant joy whenever you yeah. see that. Um, and, yeah. Instant yeah. joy for you, the observer and the dog. Is that what? Yeah. I mean, yeah, for me, I don't want to project onto the dog what the dog's <laughs> feeling. Um, <laughs> I'd imagine a sense of satisfaction and determination, but it might not, not be that at all. You know, it's, <laughs> that's really, in- no, I, I find that really interesting because, um, I, I grew up when I was a teenager. I had a dog, and I've just recently been walking a dog, borrowing a dog, and walking the dog. And for me, that is another big, strong memory: is the the stick and the dog, and the comedy of a dog's spatial awareness and having a really big stick in its mouth that it can't yes. get through a space. <laughs> and and that, but that tussle because I really want this stick. It's my, I own it, but I've now got to get through here. What do I do with it? And I, and uh, like you say, that whole memory of you know, attachment to an object that when you've got it, it's yours. And that's why these are stuck outside our front door, because I think at the time, well, you know, it was a kind of, well, you can't take the stick because it's your back, you're packing your suitcase or it's awkward, you know, so look, why don't we leave it there in a special place? Um, <laughs> and that's, but that's so true, isn't it? Of many children that, you know, you come back from a, a, a woodland experience and they need to take the stick with them. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. I used to, someone I know used to do a, a training course and she used to, invite everyone to pick up a stick in the in the training room like an indoor space and then have the stick with them while they were doing the session and then 
and then at the end she'd try and so she'd try and take them off them and they would be clutching them to them <laughs> um but for her that was like a reminder like don't forget what it feels like for a child that's connected to something like that and and actually then it's imbued ah. with a sense of ownership and so when you're um saying to children well you can't take it back or you can't you know you you you, you are, if you you might stick to that you might think actually no we're going to leave we're going to leave the sticks in the woods and that's an agreed that's what we do but you then you've got to give some time for that transition um and maybe a treasured space for it and respect that process rather than saying right leave the sticks for the insects you know we'll come back or um because that's what i get stuck with now when children want to bring sticks i always think oh but they should stay in the forest with the creatures and <laughs> and i and i and i yeah, really get stuck about that actually because I, I, I used to not think about that at all but as soon as i started thinking about how woods are and how sticks I've got lichen on them and creatures living in them. And I started to see all that. It's almost that, that you think, oh, I, we can't touch it. We have to leave it here. And if we all pick up a stick, it's like, if we all pick the flowers, there'll be none left. If we all pick up sticks, there'll be no sticks left in the woods, which it's just not, not really true, but, but it is a bit true. So, I, yeah. Yeah, um, it'd definitely be true to 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 an extreme <laughs> yeah I don't, how, I don't know how realistic the, ex- the extreme is yeah <laughs> but um I definitely have similar thoughts um I'm a big like I live near the coast I'm a I'm a big collector of rocks and general sea debris um mm. and I always really think about whether I want to take something or not like I really think about it unless it's like pottery if it's like right. human made if it's sea glass or pottery I'm like yeah have no qualms like that I'm taking that if it's a rock or a shell I'm like well let me just think is this meant for me is this okay Um, Uh, that's 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 a really nice way of assessing it also like how how you know is this a two a penny one will I see another one like this one other day how can I come back and visit it is it (laughs) yes I definitely try to I definitely I'm not one for taking everything but I do yeah I take bits and pieces um yeah but I try to like yeah, I really tried to have like a conversation with the <laughs> with the stone. Yeah, about whether it's coming with me or not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, honestly, that and that's um, a whole that's a whole um, area of debate about which which actually really I find really interesting is that how much that that connection that in that interaction between me and the stick, which I'm now waving in the video camera, is that um, the, that my hand, your hand, is drawn to the stick. There's some kind of agency in the stick that or the stone that somehow attracts us you know and um that it's a kind of a relationship that's not just about us taking but it's actually a connection of the two things so yes um, maybe more for a pebble i don't know the stick that i've got here is kind of bark taken off already so i'm now i'm sort of i'm touching it and um holding it it's a very different thing with the, with the bark on but then that there's that appeal to our hands to rip the bark off you know is that it's not a destructive thing it's actually getting to a in a in a softness so um Oh, thoughts there to come back to. But I reckon that's a good pause now to, to turn from these malleable, changeable, natural things to your choice, which is really different and just so, and so great that it's so different. So, <laughs> okay. So, what I have is a light switch. Um, let me just do the sound. Brilliant. Yeah. It's so good. When you said a light switch, I was I was thinking, wow, what could be more completely opposite to a natural wooden <laughs> stick from the woods, but a bit of plastic that's not even a plaything. So yeah, tell us all about it. because I, I Exactly. So the light switch I have is like, if you were to imagine a cartoon light switch, this is it. It's the most simple, 
square white one switch in the middle um situation uh and i have i actually have many others um but this yeah but i wanted just the one the one very basic switch today um and i'm actually gonna have to put it down because otherwise i'm gonna be clicking i know that's the thing you just you Um, (laughs) have to switch it (laughs) so yeah so i've been yeah a little bit obsessed with light switches for a while um, and I've used them a lot in play sessions, um, just as like a loose part with nothing sort of attributed to it to start off with. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, when I was thinking about why I like it so much, there are a few things that come to mind. The first one is like the most obvious thing to me is it's it's sensory properties, right? That's the, mm-hmm. the clicking. Um, I really enjoy things where in sort of a sensory aspect where like the cause and effect are so like right together like you can see what's yeah. happening like you yeah. see you press it you get the noise it's yeah. really obvious um i was also thinking about how much i like personally enjoy like as a kind of sensibility i really enjoy like the anticipation of something really predictable right okay um, yeah i think that's like an element of something i really yeah it's just it's just never not joyful for me yeah um, yeah in my notes actually I've written as when I was preparing for this I've written sensory properties then click click joy doesn't fade so <laughs> that's, um, that's what I'm <laughs> utterly predict every switch is utterly every yeah every click is is predictable and final and complete and you can make it happen yeah and you I can just anticipate find it, really it yeah irresistible I just I, yeah I'd love that yeah that in- anticipation of predictability rather than anticipation of something surprising they're like very different things yeah um another thing about it for me is something I really enjoy and find really fascinating in play environments is having everyday objects in novel contexts like that's just really interesting to me and I think there's a few things about it is like I think there's just like an inherent kind of silliness to it um, they are they are meant to be stuck on a wall completely exactly. immovable yeah it's, like, it's so funny when it's there floating around and even moving around in your hands that's that is it there's something silly it's like yeah and i think it's it really connected from a light <laughs> it's purposeless yeah. exactly but you know exactly what to do with it at the same yeah. time yeah yeah um so i think yeah like i find that everyday object novel context i think about it a lot and i find that it's, it's often a really good way in for children especially ones who are a bit unsure or unconfident. Um, And yeah, yeah, I think it kind of carries an inherent permission to not do what's expected, right? Yeah. At the same time, it's a paradoxical thing because what's expected is to flick the switch. But it's also... (laughs) It's completely safe. Like, you know what to do with that. Press it. Yeah. But it's out of context. Out of context, nothing's going to happen. But equally, it's a bit like a big red button, isn't it? It's like, don't touch the big red button. The kind of... There's a taboo thing in that. Yeah. Are you allowed to switch that switch? Or is it going to, you know, in a house, you someone's playing with a light. It's annoying. Like you put the light on, you switch <laughs> it off, or you switch it off to save electricity and you've got to do things with it. But but it's like, like you say, it's silly and it's also a bit, it's predictable, but it's also there's a bit of taboo as well. It's like. Yeah, I just, it just, I think it just carries like a lot of characteristics that I yeah. really enjoy. Uh kind of introducing to a play environment and seeing what happens um 
What's the I mean, back of it like? What, the, the, so the back of it, it's kind of, it's got a little box in the middle, which is like right. the back of the switch bit. Right. Um, and then it's um, yeah. So it has slightly raised edges around the side. Yeah. So the so back kind is, of, it's kind of flat, and it's got. But it's still quite mysterious on the back, isn't it? You can't see yeah, all the workings. Yeah, and you the... you wouldn't usually see that, but um, yeah, there's like some different little textures in there. Um, and how some, does it when you some when codes you... I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when it gets played with, how does it? What's your experience of how um, children pick it up? Or so, yeah. It. Um, I think it's something that's often children will see it, and it will be like immediately like, "Well, this has to be something. We have to use this." Right. Like it's just it's very. It's not something I ever see like left around. Yeah. Um, if it's a an an available object, um, and I think. Yeah, I think it's often quite quickly given a function. Um, okay. It's got a like power. It's the thing with power that has potential power, like a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, imme- it's immediately sort of imbued with some sort of power. Um, yeah. And that power can range from, I mean, the most, perhaps the most straightforward, but not way I've seen it used is a child made a lamp. <laughs> Uh, which was a bamboo stick with a bucket right. on the end and then used probably like half a roll of masking tape to attach the switch to the side wow. and then planted the lamp in a, in a tire that was filled with soil. Um, so that was used in perhaps the most obvious way. But, uh, that, but that's so funny. But that's recreating really. <laughs> domesticness, but yeah. all hinging on the lamp. I mean, on the switch, the lamp, the, the yeah. whole existence dependent on the switch. Anyway. So I've seen it used as an actual imaginary light switch. Yeah. <laughs> physical, but doesn't actually yeah. turn anything on. Yeah. And I've seen it used as doorbells as well for people's oh, okay. dens. Right, often. okay. So um, another like powerful, like a powerful way of like you can come in or you yeah. can't come in, that kind of, yeah. But then it's also very commonly, you know, a portal or uh, switching on or off some magical powers or, yeah, so it's also really fantastical. Um yeah. But yeah, it's, I guess it's like, yeah, because it's often given this function, this very on off, yes, no. Yeah. It's often like kind of like a hinge point for play, right? Where yeah. it changes something that's happening. Yeah. Um, Does it get you ever carried around and used a bit like a fidget toy? You know, like a kind of, oh, I'll just have that with me and fiddle with it. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. So it, <laughs> inevitably, yeah, if you're picking up and you're on your way to something else and that's if you're holding it talking to you yeah. is really funny watching you do it right next to me I've got a little um a hanging one a hanging light oh, and I yeah. honestly I it's almost like a catching <laughs> thing it's like an empathy it's like my hand is going up to just press that switch and then think about how that feels um so that's quite interesting sort of when you're out when children are playing visually watching someone with that switch how that makes somebody else watching it um is, yeah, there, much tu- and- is there much tussling over it or does the person with the switch become the person with the power do you think or um there has definitely been because I usually I usually have a few it's not something I usually have one of because right that, okay uh, yeah one, of, one of anything object. is quite stressful that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah there have been many they often become quite prized objects in kind of group group situations point yeah. of negotiation you know yeah <laughs> like, yeah um but yeah I think there is just that sense of 
yeah, you just see it as soon as it's discovered. It's it's not cast aside. It's like, well, you know, well, this obviously has to be part of the play. You know, don't yeah. know, don't know yeah. what it's going to be, but it, come on, like oh. well, exactly, exactly. It's no, um, it's it's a uh, it's a really interesting, like a kind of um, that you have to put out the way the on off button. Like we can't. It's almost like we're not going to just say, it. "All right, now we start, everybody." It's like that. We'll all put all our kind of shared power onto that bit of plastic <laughs> that moves <Yes. laughs> and makes a really nice noise that we all know what's going to happen. Um, exactly. Because we've all got that sense. But I think it's funny that it's connected to in our everyday lives. It's connected to a light going off and on, isn't it? It's not even that powerful. Yeah. In our yeah, it's domestic just... lives, but maybe that is maybe having the light on is actually really powerful um, um it, it just being something you're not meant to play with usually yes and then yes you're, that's you're playing it. with it yes um, it's, a, it's a sensible thing that has a function that is not for play exactly. um, and I've, I've also used them very sort of intentionally in one-to-one work as mm-hmm. well like I found I think like maybe like quite a different thing but um in the context of working building relationships with children who are really like anxious or scared or struggle of communication yeah. I've found it um I'm often looking for you know I'm looking for playful ways to give that child a sense of control right yeah and um I've had a couple of young people that I've worked with where I've used the switch as a way for them to control my behavior somehow <laughs> okay. and that has been a um, off <laughs> obviously that's what I'm thinking off <laughs> yeah, I have, have I have literally <laughs> with one with one child it was it was they could switch it on or off to allow me to speak or not right um, so that's yeah very, so I that's think very I'm empowering quite, isn't it I'm also quite fond of them for that reason if like I found them a really useful kind of playful tool I guess um yeah yeah looking for ways to give children a bit of control in a situation because yeah. that's a game meeting that, me yeah an adult that, who they don't know or yeah and that um, that, that on-off thing can happen naturally well, naturally but I mean that can evolve in play with words but to actually put that into words and play with that, like you say, is more difficult than just pushing your hand forward and just discreetly pressing a button that's quite familiar to you anyway. And yes, then all yeah. of the reaction is you. Like you, you're controlling. You're doing all the reaction or non-reaction. That, no, that's that's really yeah. I can see how that can appeal and, like you say, draw somebody in without having yeah. to, have to take too many risks. Um, yeah, there's a couple of children in particular, particular where it's played like switches have played quite a big role um in in that way and then yeah and with one who I have a long-term sort of relationship with it continues to pop up every now and then right uh, whereas with the other it was away in and now Uh, and yeah we're gone um but yeah so I I have a I do have a a fondness for them yeah (laughs) based on having used them in that way it's really interesting because it's not something I've um you know, in the kind of traditional list of things for loose parts, you know, you've got your big drain pipes, your big bits and pieces, and then your little kind of natural stuff. I've not, I've not seen switches, so it's something that I would then think about introducing. And I've, I've seen in early years quite often you have like a board with things to fiddle on, like yes, locks yes. and chains, and then maybe there's been a switch on there, but they're stuck on a on a pallet, on a frame, on a lump of wood. So it's a really interesting idea to have this switch floating around and what might come come of it. And and I guess like. I guess they're pretty cheap things. I've never had to go and buy they're them from the DIY shop, cheap. but yeah, they're bit of plastic. So, yeah. And I suppose you can get ones that have broken. I don't know where you'd pick up these. It's the sort of thing, isn't it? I've not ever seen a switch and a skip or a kind of. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, 
they're uh, it's, it's a, a fascinating thing and I, I think as soon as you mentioned it and literally now I'm wanting to put my hand on this thing and I the one I've got next to me is like a it's like an angle poise lamp thing it's on a, a long string and it, you put your hand around it and then you have to decide which finger you're going to use to switch it off I think there's more pleasure in that process than I, I was aware of <laughs> you know I, I don't know it's like it's like once you're aware of it you can see the joy in it and the and the control in it and this how it feels to your fingers and hands and I think it's interesting that you know, going back to the stick I wonder because it's unfamiliar to us if this was part of our everyday you know if we were living in the woods it was part of our everyday lives would it would we just not notice the it being pleasurable in the same way ah. because it is it, whereas it's a more novel sticks are still more novel in, in our world because we don't live in gardens and places where there's lots of wood all the time we, we encounter it as a kind of a newish thing um, yes, where actually our world really is more about point. plastic <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah, and I don't really know the answer. I just it's that kind of novelty or, or awareness of things that are actually are pleasurable to us. Um, yeah, because I know I think... there's a strong argument that wood is more tactile, it's more varied, it's got warmth, and therefore plastic is all repetitive and predictable, and therefore not pleasurable. But I don't know. You know, I, I you know from your description of the of the switch, I think, and me thinking about this switch here, I think maybe we dismiss that too much, or we, well, we come to that conclusion a bit too easily. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's a really, um, I think, good point. And not, 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 maybe it's not noticing the the pleasures of the sensory pleasures and joys of everyday objects quite so mm. much because, because mm. uh, yeah, we see them all the time or we don't associate them that way. Um, hmm. It's an interesting one. I, um, I, you know, I I feel motivated to go and get a switch and put it in places now where where we've got other loose parts <laughs> i think well let's just add that and see what happens um so i'm, I'm really curious about that and, I, and i've really enjoyed talking about a stick while holding it and i've cleaned off all the bits of uh, spider web stuff so you know it's a uh, it's really nice to revisit actual objects and hold them and talk about them give time to think about them um and yeah, I want to take a switch to a stick and combine <laughs> both. Um, yeah, have the switch, switch on the stick or whatever. Or as a talent, <laughs> like a, this is the powerful, I'm holding up the powerful switch as my kind of, my talisman or something. Exactly. So, I do, fantastic. I do. I really enjoy the combination of sort of natural and. Yeah. Like the natural world and, and everyday objects. I was, yeah. I did go for a walk. Uh in the woods recently yeah. um and someone had sellotaped uh <laughs> an old plastic telephone to a tree <laughs> uh with no explanation um but oh, it just good. yeah yeah that's, and it was that's that's just... that's portal that speaks portal and exactly and the, the phone was hanging gone. down as well so yeah uh, oh that's good so there was someone, someone on the call using it uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, that feels very Doctor Who, actually. I'm, that's the other thing I wanted to think with your switch. Um, so I'm quite a Doctor Who enthusiast, um, and um, the whole of the Doctor Who control panel is just switches, ah. things to press and levers to pull. And I, that just struck me as well that whole thing about not really knowing the function, but the joy of pressing them and strange things might happen. Um, yes, that kind of fantasy, that imaginative um, potential there. But that that whole as well, that link of the 
technical in the woods, the telephone in the woods. That's a whole other thing. That's that is yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> I feel like I feel like I could co- cover a lot of genres from yeah, yeah, from horror to fantasy yeah. to science fiction. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's great yeah. to to squirrel. Um, yeah <laughs> who knows what they've been doing squirrel Fantastic. telecommunications but, yeah. yeah which is great I think that's a great point to leave out shall we say squirrel telecommunications that's where we've come <laughs> to <laughs> thanks for listening that was the Play Talk podcast see you next time